0: what's going on everybody welcome to the young closer podcast it's your host jacob hagerman
1: guys make sure you follow me on instagram at the real young closer and your favorite person ever uh ryan rasmussen you can follow me at at official ryan rasmussen and today We have a special, well, there's two special things happening. we got a special guest, Aaron Gardner, Glide Solar. This guy is a badass doing massive things. And it's also Jacob's birthday. (laughs) It's my birthday. So happy to have Happy birthday to Jacob. Um, But anyways, the reason we wanted to bring Aaron on today is I've known Aaron for, I don't know, a couple months now. Met him at an event. But when you meet people, no matter where they're at, whether they're just a sales guy or they own a massive company or shit, someone flipping burgers at McDonald's, you can tell there's just different levels of mindset and people and different levels of where they want to go. And when I talked to you on the phone, the first couple conversations, I noticed, hey, this Aaron guy is different. So and I and look, we talk to a lot of people like Dude, a thousand. So we hear a lot of I don't want to call them like losers, but people that just don't have big aspirations. And then I talked to other people and it's like, OK, that guy has that thing. And uh, obviously, this is the Young Closer podcast, so we're all about closing and business and sales. And you're in solar, so you're that's right true. up your alley. But Aaron, kind of give us a 30-minute, not a 30-minute, a 30-second kind of little background introduction of, of where you came from and where you're trying to go. And we'll dive into a whole lot of other craziness. But uh, just real quick, kind of tell us. What's up with Aaron?
2: Yeah. So like Ryan said, um, I work at glide solar, um, in Colorado. I'm one of the leaders there. Um, it's been a really a pleasure to work there. Um, solar industry is just amazing. Uh, I came from a background in my life of being military and then got involved in doing some contract work for the military as well, and then moved on and came back to society after 2006. And, um, worked in politics for a while uh and not probably probably not the uh best thing to do in the world if you really want to make money and do something that has a positive impact uh but i (laughs) learned a lot in that as far as like you know marketing and selling uh, because you know essentially you're selling people to people when Mm -hmm. you're in politics um after covid came about i stumbled into door-to-door sales uh originally doing windows and doors with renewal by anderson and then um, I ended up transferring over to solar about three years ago and haven't really looked back. Boom. So door to
1: door. So real quick, door to door sales is amazing. And there's a million different things you can sell door to door. You can sell, well, solar, pest. You can sell Hoover roofs, vacuums. Hoover vacuums. You can sell Bibles. You can sell a lot of stuff, right? Door-to-door. Roofs, HVAC, roofs, Yeah, I'm, I'm missing a ton of it. So it's a super massive um, style of selling because it's, it's a whole different style. You know, you're literally going up to someone's door knocking on it randomly most of the time right yeah. and you're just seeing what happens yep. and i think anyone that's watching if you're getting into sales i believe now granted i haven't done any door-to-door sales i went and we me and him have gone to dealerships and stuff and talked to gms and things that were cold so that's kind of door to door but i haven't went through a neighborhood and knocked on doors but i think that is a great training ground for anyone getting into sales like do you believe like you getting into door to door does that really get you sharp quicker than you think maybe being like that
2: in a different industry? Absolutely. The thing with door to door is, you know, you learn your door pitch, you learn your presentation, whatever it is, whatever industry you're in, and then you are sent out to the sharks. And every door out there is either gonna try and crush you or you're gonna crush them and you're gonna make the sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether you're setting the appointment as the sale or actually going through and doing a close. Um, It's the best environment to really test your own metal because no one's coming to save you. Uh, nobody is there with you to scoop you up when you melt down and do everything wrong. You really just have to commit to yourself, commit to to you know the assumption that you're always going to get in the door. Even mm. if you don't get in the door, Hell you yeah. have to start with that assumption that you are there to do a job, they're going to let you in, and you're going to do that job and then the next thing you know they're going to be getting solar or they're going to be getting a new roof or they're going to be getting an HVAC system it's wonderful because number 1 you're just going out and having conversations if you if you frame it right in your head you're just going out into a neighborhood and you're having conversations and you can learn a lot from those conversations not just about your own skill sets but also about the environment that you're working in the the different type of people who are in this community what they think about different things. And then if you're paying attention and you're aware, you start implementing those things into your door pitches along the way. And next thing you know, you're a fixture of a neighborhood. Everybody in the neighborhood knows you as the solar guy or the roof guy or whatever it is. So I I love it because it gives you an opportunity to go out there and either succeed or fail on your own. And when you come back to the office after a long day and you need to get coached, you'll know exactly what you need to get coached mm. on. And you'll be able to level up because everything's apparent to you. What you're doing wrong becomes apparent very quickly. Mm. What you're doing right does as well. So there's my 30 seconds.
1: Boom, I love it. So I got a couple of things and I'm sure J- Jacob's always got the craziest, longest, best questions. But we'll let Jacob go here in a second, because I know he's just jonesing to, to get after I can like, see it already. Okay, <laughs> military background. Yes, that, was, sir. that probably plays a massive role into who you are today, right? Yes, absolutely. What, what military branch were you in? I was in the Army. Nice. Yeah. Did, did you go overseas?
2: Uh, yeah, I uh, deployed overseas to uh, – well, I was in Korea for a year, and then I – Got attached to 10th Special Forces group at Fort Carson in Colorado and deployed with them to Bosnia. And then after I got out, 9-11 happened after I got out. I'm actually an old closer, not a young closer. I'm twice Jacob's age.
0: Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay, We call it young closers because you're young in your business, young in your journey, young in your spirit, young in your age. You're, you're young in an area, yeah. which means that you have so much more to grow.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Luckily, I only looked 12, so exactly. it's it's all good. I can well, be you forty act six. You got yeah. 12 as well, yeah. offline, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but um, so I, I got out uh, almost exactly one year before 9-11. And then when 9-11 happened, I was actually working at a call center for uh, a wireless company. It was VoiceStream Wireless before they got bought by T-Mobile. And when the towers went down, I felt like I had more to contribute, so I hooked up with a buddy of mine and ended up going over to Kosovo first to do communication contracting for the United States military. And then later I ended up in Iraq in 2006, uh, for pretty much the whole year, uh, doing contracting there as well. There kind were, of contracting? What What was It was communication contracting. So okay. what I was doing, I was helping set up uh, communication facilities for our military in different areas. Sometimes it was in places that were, you know, hot areas sometimes it was places that were you know you shot calm. At? uh i mean shot towards yeah 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 shot, towards. So, shot like, towards
1: what so i like that because a lot of people don't understand like well, i i, I want to stick on that real quick because obviously like like that that's yeah. really cool like a lot of
0: people who are in sales that they don't they don't have that experience of yeah, like you know working right. for you know an oga or a pmc or anything like that so like with that like could, can you like actually describe like who you're with like i know it wasn't probably like blackwater or anything like that because those guys were out there you know actually you know boots on ground
2: yeah so this uh gosh I'm trying to remember the actual name of the company um a lot of these contracting companies change their names over time too yeah uh you know, but one of them I think it was called <laughs> EPS uh, different iterations of the same company over and over again but basically what they did is all the all the computer networks all the radio transmissions everything that a base needs to get set up and communicate back to the home base we set up and we monitor and we maintain for them. Uh, Whether it's, you know, fiber optic networks, whether it's just regular, uh, you know, internet, uh, whether it's classified networks, we would set those things up and do them at their bases when they were very small before they were anything.
0: My question is why'd they use contractors besides their own US military as a cost?
2: So it's a couple different things. Number one, um, war fighters are supposed to be fighting war. Rather than you know running big networks and and commercial type projects, so most of the times when you have an active war going on, all that sort of, all the sort of stuff that would normally done be done by a military guy back at a base in America is getting done by contractor w- workers, so that all the actual military units can be out functioning and doing yeah. their thing. At that point, um, they're sense. just front line yeah. focused and quite honestly the talent that you can bring in on these contracting jobs is very high and you're not going to have that same level of talent in a younger enlisted person who just went through their training a lot of the people who do the contract work and set up these networks they're actual subject matter experts in all of their fields so that's why there's a little bit of a difference so so
0: it's not it's not about cost because obviously you know it, it just, probably actually
2: costs a little bit more to do well, the contracting. Uh,
0: that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. It probably costs them more, Yeah, but the delegation of... The value of, of the product is different Better quality. Yeah. De- delegation of attention. You yes. Know, keep yeah. everybody front-side focused and right, not spread
1: too so, thin. 20-year-old I mean, Aaron probably maybe couldn't have put up radio communications. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, I
2: was a radio guy in the military. Oh, for, so you already knew that I parlayed that into my contracting career. Mm. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't have trusted me at... 22 to do what i did um for the government i wouldn't trust you at 46. yeah exactly exactly uh, i was actually really good at what i did and everything like that and i was a professional but at the same time you know everybody's just young people out doing these things and uh when i was a contractor i definitely was doing it at a higher level with more um more finesse uh more More dedication um, in a different type of way. I mean, obviously, when I was in the military, I was dedicated, but uh, I was also a young guy, and I was, you know, as they say in the military, young, dumb, and full of cum, running around wanting to shoot guns. You know, that's who I was in the military, but when i transitioned to having this be my career outside of the military i knew i needed to put all my effort into being a subject matter expert i didn't, i needed to take it more seriously mm-hmm. because now i'm not one of the guys with a gun who can actually go out and do violence i'm a guy who's putting together the networks to keep them safe when they're out doing the violence so it it changed for me i Your took it more seriously when i got out than when i was in if even though that's kind of a weird thing to say
0: yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's it, we, we, we've had a couple of people on the podcast, which those episodes are uh, still in editing. But the last couple of people that we've had, the thing that changed everything for them was perspective. One mm-hmm. guy, we, you know, we're talking about offline, Mason Dorner, his, he got eye cancer. And then, like, literally, like, that, that literally changed his perspective on business and in life. And then that made him, like, get more fired up, more fired up, more fired up. Jason Payne, you know, a roofer, he started his own company. He started to where, literally, like, out of a garage where one person can be in the garage, had... You know, another person that was working for him and his perspective was, you know, like watching the money coming in, watching the money coming out and like seeing that it would work a little bit, but the more he would commit, the more it would come in. And then also the more it would come out because as as any type of business, there's going to be expenditures. But his perspective changed when he realized like I can really do this backed by data. And so for you, it was like one of those perspective shifts, you know? And that that's like, if anybody's actually like paying attention and it's not just like, Hey, there's some influencer podcast, like this is, this is people with real life stories almost every single time. The thing that has changed is the perspectives at one point in time, perspective has changed on what you were doing or why you were doing it or how you were doing it, like the who, what, when, where, how stuff, all of that's going to change and translate over into that new aspect of the new you. And so, dude, that's awesome that it happened when you're outside the military because I always say this when it comes to sales and like being like disciplined, like doing the mundane, like that's what the military truly is. Like you're gonna do the same thing over and over and over again until you quite literally can't get it wrong. You can be hung upside down, blindfolded, being shot at and be freaking your, you know, your blood pressures through the freaking roof and you can still operate and do your job. Now sales is obviously a lot less dangerous, but how trained are, are the sales professionals that are out there. They're not that trained. Yeah, they're not. And so like that right there, that that core foundation that you have of repetition, of perfection, of hey, we're gonna do it not till we get it right, but till we can't get it wrong aspect mm-hmm. and that mentality, that's what I, I already know is what's helped made you super successful. I love it. Military, police officers, firefighters, you know, people who worked in the customer service industry, you know, maybe even retail. Those people who can show up like that consistently, they crush it when they get an opportunity with earning. Yeah, big earning opportunities, those people go, wait, so you're telling me if I do my job this many times in a day, I can make X amount of money every single month? And then you're like, yeah, you absolutely can. They're like, okay, done. Yeah. And then they do that. And then they figure out how to do more and then do more and then do more because they they see it. And so, dude, that, that's freaking awesome, man. Nice. And so you got out of the military at what age?
2: I got out of the military at 23. Okay. Yes. And then
0: from 23 to 30, what were you doing then?
2: 23 to 30 was all all contract work. And then I came back um, uh, actually just after I turned 30 years old. I came back from Iraq. I proposed to my now wife and we got married in 2006. Any kids? Uh, with four kids uh, nice. between age 15 and five. Uh, it's quite a active household. Um, but so I came back in 2006, got married and went into an it well kept my it career going working for the u.s government um also the u.s postal service i helped uh, basically virtualize all their servers uh in the entire nation into you know instead of having physical servers a bunch of virtual servers mm, um the that, cloud yeah essentially Oops. um and it, that took uh, about a year uh to get all that work done and then i had an opportunity to uh walk away from a $125,000 a year job and go into politics making about $40,000 a year. And I, I was passionate about it and I, I wanted to- When are you running for president? Uh, never, never gonna run for president. <laughs> uh, we don't need to open those closets um, and have my skeletons come out. But I, I had a passion for the idea of service uh, towards my country. Um, I'm a patriot. I love America. I think that this nation is unique in the um fact that it gives everybody an opportunity to define your own self and paint your own you know paint your own picture for your life hey ryan um that sounded like a presidential statement it did well thank you very much uh hey guys i just want
0: to say this in the comments aaron gardner for president aaron gardner
1: 2024 at least the mayor of solar Mayor of
2: Solarville.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Hey, we're cool you, you know, we're gonna make a TV show. Instead of Mayor of Kingstown, it's Mayor of Solar, Mayor Mayor of Solarville. Solarville. Sunville. Solerville. Sunville. 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 Mm-hmm. No, of I, Sunville. I like Solarville more. Sunville is like eh. yeah. Solarville. Solarville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. We're going Solarville. Okay. Right, put put down it down in it. the comments, guys, because I, I could definitely see in this guy. You know getting back into <laughs> politics because you know I, I
2: don't think i will ever do that because you guys are in the sales industry you guys know there's you know plenty of people who are just straight up frauds in life oh um yeah. you know and Asset our package. industry unfortunately has has a reputation Lots. for that to some degree um we are pikers compared to people in politics like people in politics will lie to you straight in your face looking deep inside your eyes shaking your hand while they're screwing you over they don't believe a word that they're saying about most of the things and i mean occasionally there's a good man uh and a man for the moment or a woman either one doesn't matter to me but the the problem with politics is that the entire arena is corrupted mm. um the influencers are all bought off mm-hmm. you know they're everybody's saying what they need to say for the for there's the one, clicks there, and the scratch. There's mm-hmm. one
0: politician that I do like and he's a senator. Who's that? Missouri. Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley? They're, that guy is that guy's a stud.
2: I disagree with him on some things, oh, some but things,
0: but I do like how he call how he, he's very direct. He's the out accountability there. Accountability factor. Yeah. I mean, but hey, if you if you agree 100% with somebody, somebody that probably shouldn't be close to you.
2: Yeah, that's true. No. Well, and my political philosophy is very, very simple. I do me, you do, do you. you, and, less, and we can not, we can both gross. be successful in our own, own ways. Right. You know what I mean? I, that's that's the win liberty, in liberty all the way out to where my nose touches your nose, and then after that, it's a fight, right? Mm. So as as long as I can live my life freely and you can live your life freely, that's my. Po- I, I think that every single person that. I
0: think that every single person watching this can agree with that.
2: Yeah. 100%. Well, and the the problem is we just have way too many busybodies in the world. You know, people are so bored with their own lives that they're just looking for the problems in mm. life in general to sit there and complain about on social media and like say this guy's not doing this for me and this is the reason that I'm being held down. Everybody's a victim, everybody's oppressed, and everybody in politics is like, yes, because victims are easily controlled. People who are oppressed will follow anyone who's giving them an answer towards why, why they're oppressed. Mm-hmm. Even though the reality is, just like Andy says, the reason why you're fucked up is because you're fucked up. Yeah. You're the one who's doing stuff wrong. You know, you need to change your life to have change in your life. That's the truth of it. It's but a lack of leadership in our politics exploits our own feelings of victimhood and oppression and says, "Hey, you know what? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's XYZ. Obama's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's mm-hmm. this guy's fault. It's your mayor's fault. Not the mayor of Solerville though. <laughs> um,
0: definitely the mayor of Solarville. <laughs> but the the thing is is
2: is politics is, has changed from being something where People are looking out for humans and trying to lift them up, and it's changed into something where people are looking for who they can exploit to get the votes, to get the clicks, to get the donations, all that sort of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So, it's just,
1: it's after sad. ten
2: years in it, it just was yeah, too much. You spent ten
1: years doing that. A
0: fucking yeah. Decade, wow. Though. Okay. So, my, my, well, my question is, because uh, obviously, I'm guessing, like that last year, two years, you you knew that you were getting out of politics. Like
2: I mean, it kind of, it all, kinda, of it, it, it also, it, you know, Every, I have to preface what I'm going to say here because people are going to hate it. I am a conservative Christian American. Okay. I don't hold to any political party anymore. And the reason why was because when Trump came about, I was still actively involved. Um, I actually worked on a presidential campaign in that primary. Um, yeah. Didn't do well enough because he didn't win but uh trump came into the scene and he 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 changed the dynamic completely and he started just going off and and like trying to destroy every single candidate he was up against didn't matter none of the policy stuff mattered anymore it was the personality it was the ego of trump and whether or not you were on board with him or you weren't it became a very black and white thing. And um, I was not on board with Trump. I'm, I'm very much a character matters type of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want the person who's leading my country to be someone who is going to cheat, you know, or lie or scam. And I I don't like it when a Democrat does it, and I don't like it when a Republican does it. I don't like it when anybody does it. I want character in office. 100%. Because when it comes right down to it, the only thing standing between a world of chaos and the world we live in today is really America. You know what I'm saying? And whoever's at the top of that command structure, if they lack character, then we're all in, in... for some interesting times you know what i mean and that's that's an old old chinese uh curse may you live in interesting times
1: you don't want i don't
2: want to live in interesting times i want to be interesting myself and go out and do interesting things but i'd rather the times calm down yeah you know what i'm saying i'm not ready for chaos just yet i got five kids and only only four guns so yeah. and
0: and so for you it was like if not five kids five family members and so for you it was, you know,
2: politics. And then what, what was after that? After politics, um, I kinda, it, it was a weird thing. I, I went into this phase where I, I kind of punished myself. Um, cause I felt like with 2016 election and how I left politics, I, I lost a lot of friends, peers who I, who I looked up to, like we stopped talking and stuff. It got, it got bad. And, um, so i kind of went back and said i'm gonna i'm gonna go do a blue collar job and no more white collar work i'm gonna go i'm gonna work hard do physical labor and i went and did roofing uh for a few years and really just beat the crap out of myself and tried to tried to i guess i was really trying to reconnect with regular people because i had been Mm. so wrapped up in politics uh i was about 42.
0: okay so quite literally at, at 42 like you're literally trying to like restart life of oh yeah being social. yeah yeah so for a while, I, I was
2: broke i like i was broke economically i was broke mentally like it was bad and so here's the deal like there's a lot of people
0: that do watch you know our podcasts that they might not be 20 they might be 30 they might be 40 they might be 50 they might be 60 you know have, 80. We, you know, we've got a couple of cats that are up there, you know, in the 80 years old. that are like, hey, listen, I still got freaking air in my lungs, so I got more to do. And so somebody who's 42, you know, you think about when you get 42, 50, most people, they tend to think, hey, it's halftime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine coming up with a game plan at halftime. Like you play the first two quarters, you're like, hey, team, just do what you got to do. Line up, you know, 11 on 11 and just do what you do with for the football game. Halftime comes like, okay, here's the actual game plan. And then we got to start practicing right now at halftime so then when you got there third and fourth quarter you're ready to play the game you know what i mean yeah so for i want you to give some advice to those people that might be you know 25 30 40 you know 50 and they're watching andy because andy's you know he's collecting all these people you know who want to be great and he's bringing them into our community but i want to hear from somebody who's done it you know just in the past couple of years
2: yeah well the biggest piece of advice i could give is don't don't give up number one no matter what's going so um I was in my darkest place in life um after the roofing it, it had I just felt like everything I was doing was falling apart um wasn't making the bills as as quickly as I wanted like financially unstable and a lot like Andy like my family I was home every night but I I wasn't like mentally there yes. I would you know get home that's I would go right, take a shower so. and then I would sit and I would watch a show of some right. sort and just be isolated by myself um I didn't really exist for my family mm. and I was t- I was to the point to where I wrote a letter to my wife and said you know take take the kids leave I'm gonna go up into the woods and it's not halftime it's game over yeah. mm, um, quarter. that's where I was luckily I had a wife who was stronger than me and she said, hell no, we're not doing that. And, um, forced, forced me to go and get some counseling. Mm. And I was, I was very lucky in the fact that, um, a lot of veterans, they go to the VA and, and maybe they get counseling and it's not even somebody who was ever in the military or anything like that. I got very lucky in the fact that I got to go through the VA, but get counseling on the community um and the guy who i ended up getting with was an actual ranger and mm-hmm. so i was able to talk to him and nearly two years of counseling um rebuilding my own image of myself my self-worth forgiving myself for for you know um forgiving myself for for surviving when a lot of my friends didn't um survivor's
0: Guild yeah
2: and forgiving myself for other things that happened uh with my father and with my mother and with my brother uh in my youth so it took a lot of time it took the love of a good woman to make sure that i didn't give up on myself and then the the other thing is like they both and andy says this as well they both reminded me my counselor and my wife you know the devil is a liar the Mm -hmm. devil is doing everything he can to lie to you about who you are so he can take you out and um i've been a a believer my whole life but i i struggled with the idea of of does god even love me because I i had to stop my my father from killing himself at age 18 and when that sort of thing happens your father is your first image of what god is right and so for 20 some odd years i hadn't dealt with that sort of stuff i i it was all inside of me but i hadn't dealt with the the ideas that maybe i wasn't worthy of god you know maybe maybe because my father tried to kill himself i wasn't worthy of his love and i had defined myself and my own self-worth by all these people around me who didn't have my best interest in mind you know didn't care for me or love me the way my wife uh and kids do and i was listening to those lies and the lies of the devil for so many years rather than the truth from my wife and the truth from some friends and but i thank god for her not giving up on me and like straight up telling me no you're you're not allowed to kill yourself you got too much going on um these kids need you and that was the first step in what what i'll say my total recreation i'm I'm not like Andy, I haven't done a full total recreation. That's that's the path I want to be on, but that's where mine started is getting the 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 help, the counseling to work through all these traumas of life that most of us, you know, stuff down and don't don't talk about um Car- well, compartmentalize. When you go everything. 20 years compartmentalizing and not talking about it, it it takes a huge toll on it's you. It's a heavy load. Um, and i was probably at least 50 pounds heavier around my gut Um, and it came to a point where i just needed to change so i went through the counseling i started becoming more active running more Uh, i one of the things i like to do is ruck i have a 30 pound plate i put it in my rucksack with my water and everything else usually a gun or two and i go out hiking for you know 10 miles And I I guess it's like we can either punish ourselves physically or the world is going to punish us emotionally. And so I'm on that path. I'm doing that work. And hopefully over the next year, I will, well, not even hopefully, screw that. Over the next year, I will be a different person. Absolutely. I will have a different body shape. I will, you know, be taking my shirt off all the time. And That's being right. like, look at this, Ryan. What? Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Knocking doors, yeah. shirtless. Well, Knocking doors, the old, shirtless. The old peck dance. Well, here's what I want to say: is it seems like that moment obviously was rock bottom, but that was the start of the 180. Yeah. And like right now, we're on the ascent of life, and so like, dude, like I, I here's what I'm gonna say, and I know that hearing it now, like you, you'll probably agree with me, because I've got a have got a crazy story, crazy past, like, and, and I'm very grateful that those things happened, and I'm glad it happened the way that it did. And I guarantee you that you're like, hey, you know what? I'm glad that my rock bottom was so low. So I know how truly how deep down it goes. But also, I know that how far I've come and that I never want to go back there. Because some people, it's like a flat line life where they yeah. don't know up, they don't know down, and it's mundane. And then that's the worst place in the world to be. But, you know, if you're at the very bottom, then you start, as you start to climb up, you can look back and you go, I don't want to go there. I never want to go back to that. So I'm going to continue to look up this mountain and keep on trudging. And so... I've I've had that, and I'm so glad that I do have it. And to the extent that I do, with you, there might be somebody who's out there who's same situation, veteran, you know, going through the same hard stuff. Like I, I truly hope that you know they're listening. They're like, hey, you know what? The, the deep rock bottom. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just it's just a valley, and the reason why it's a valley is because there's mountains on both sides. Yep. You first had you had to descend, you had to hit rock bottom, then you get to ascend when you make the decision to either seek out training. You know, seek out help, seek out mentorship, seek out you know therapeutical help. Which, if there's anybody out there, please, you know, 100 percent. Like I, I, I implore you to be around the people that can truly help you in those situations. Because, dude, without your wife, I'm gonna tell you this: like we probably wouldn't be sitting across from each other right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd be dead. And so, massive, 100%. massive shout out to her for being the strong woman that she is. I'd and I've dead. never even met her, but I do know this: if she's watching, hey. We, we love you. you. Number one, we love you, and we truly appreciate the fact yes. that you were as strong as you were because now that you've got a strong husband sitting right here in front of us, I don't know how many years later, but... How About many, five years later. Five years later, we've got a person who's thousands of times stronger than you were the man you were five years ago. And you say that you haven't totally recreated. No, what you've done is that you just uh, you started a total creation because you're supposed to be dead. You made the decision, yeah, and somebody else overridden that decision. So this isn't a total recreation. This is the total creation. Five years ago, you created yourself because yeah. you decided not to go into the woods, and so that's freaking amazing, dude. And you know, and now now that we get, like, I get a chance to hear like that story, and everybody gets a chance to hear that story. You know, from military contracting, politics. Then you're in roofing. You know, the thing that you know, obviously on the US end, you know, you find your way into solar. You know, I don't know. Was it a
2: friend, family
0: member, or you just seen it?
2: So, uh, it it was all, like, COVID-related because jobs were weird during COVID. I was with Renewal by Anderson, and then they kind of shut down their door-knocking operations. um, And then they brought us back to do, like, cold calling and stuff like that. Um, But cold calling wasn't my thing. I I wanted to be out active outside, right? So, I put a couple of Indeed apps out, ended up... um, All Indeed. Yeah. Ended Indeed up having. Is the goat yeah, for they people. Got dialed were, in. Uh,
0: do you know that? Uh, that's how I got started in the car business.
1: Yeah. Is through Indeed. I think, I, I think Craigslist was my way. <laughs> yeah. I'm old school. back pages Yeah. It, oh, wow. <laughs> bad you're doing jobs on Backpages <laughs> in different po- podcasts for jobs. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh. Yeah. So I,
2: I got hooked up with uh, Blue Raven, uh, Blue Raven Solar mm. in Colorado uh, through Indeed. And I, I was probably there for like two months and knocking doors and I wasn't bad at it or anything their training wasn't amazing their door pitch was just kind of you know whatever average you know average and I was in Monument Colorado knocking doors and I ended up knocking on a door Uh, actually guys house garage was open wife was in the garage he was in the garage I just walked up started talking to him and she was like oh are you solar and I was like yeah and she goes talk to him and I start talking to the husband and it turns out he's the the DM of the state for Give that acronym for everybody who does Oh, the d- the district manager of the state for at the time it was Vivant Solar mm. s- since been bought by Sunrun and he asked me you know I gave him my he let me do the door pitch and everything before ever yeah. saying who who he was and I did my door pitch I did my presentation And he's like cool why aren't you the guy coming back to actually close the deal and at that point I was just a setter and I said well you know that's the path I'm on I just need to do the work to get there and he was like look this is who I work for I'm the DM I could get you there faster I was like cool sounds good show me a paycheck he showed me a paycheck and I said cool when are we interviewing he goes come up Monday I said all right I'd have been so, like, dude,
0: here's my interview now, bro. Yeah. Did you, like, did you like the pitch? Yes or no? Right. <laughs> well, he
2: got he he had me come up for the official interview. I came up, I interviewed, I started with them. Um two months later, I was no longer a setter. I was a closer, a uh, self gen closer. And I was going out doing my thing, uh, hitting the metrics I needed to meet. And then pretty much I ended up leaving there to go I'm to sle- go sle-
0: I'm a slow there in that moment. Yeah. For everybody who doesn't know solar comparison uh let's talk about financials
2: if, if, if you're cool the difference yeah, between a setter I mean.
0: and then a closer mm-hmm. because i know that's a question. I, yeah because like I, I want everybody to know like it's a little different sales process a little, so little bit of opportunity i'll, I'll give you the the,
2: the checks the adt checks bro the somewhat i won't say this is a pollyanna view but like this is probably like the slightly above average setter what they can make so the way it works well,
0: the, we don't talk about average and okay if you period. want if
2: you want an elite we, we talk
1: about top elite line,
2: top line. line. About elite right. top line one percenter okay so top line one percenter in the solar game is probably going to get around six to eight um for a setter okay uh let's let's just use eight eight closes a month okay now if they get eight closes a month. Wait, wait, eight appointments as eight a setter? Closes. So appointments that they set. That closed. That closed. Okay. signed docs. Okay. Um. So two a week. Yeah, two a week. Two a week closed. You're you're doing pretty good. Okay. okay? For a setter, it's three hundred dollars per kilowatt installed. And the average system size in Colorado is five point five kilowatts. So times five point five times um eight eight times 50 or no not 52 times 12. so about one hundred fifty-eight thousand. if you're a good setter is what you're That's just make. for setting appointments that's just for setting appointments yeah yeah all right that's not too yeah. bad yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah it's it's decent it's not bad now what about closure so for closing um last year i was a self-gen closer for the first four months um here at glide and then i recruited some people had them on my team and uh was closing for them and self gening for the last uh probably I-, I would say i only worked about 10 months last year so i took some time off yeah. experienced nice. family and vacations yeah, yeah. yeah you know you're in it so go do it um and i made two hundred thirty thousand. job. um in 10 months great job honestly i could have made a lot more i didn't work as hard as i probably should have the first half of the year of straight hustling you know all the way through the end of july and
0: those 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 checks started coming in and then in
2: july you're like you know what i'm my gonna name, go my to my Hawaii. you know what, know what happened in july chill out in july i went on a month-long vacation to go back to vermont in with sunnies, and i know time. i know wow. i know the best time for solar sales i i picked up and took the family wife and kids back to vermont to see grandparents cousins Ooh, all that
0: what's in vermont I Wallace, my, my
2: family my wife's entire family is in vermont
0: uh, like i mean you could fit about 48 people in vermont well
2: right. we take up about half of it <laughs> yeah i mean no yeah vermont's a small place we lived there for three years and i, I just couldn't what? do the winters there oh yeah. dude, yeah. That, that's, that's
0: right up there uh uh maryland area correct
2: it's north of maryland i mean it's it's yeah, nearly vermont, canada new hampshire yeah. all of that yeah
0: Maine, yep. all, all that area just north of new
2: york north yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, northeast of New York. Because, yeah. uh,
0: what, what's, the, what's, the, what, uh, Maine? No, no, in Canada. Is it, uh, Newfoundland?
2: Greenland. Oh, yeah, Newfoundland. Uh, um, just
0: north of Maine, correct? Yeah. Yeah,
1: dude. Your geography's on point today, bro. Dude, my geography is, He's birthday got it. geography. He's got fucking it. <laughs> dangerous.
0: Some, who wants to play with me in some geography? Come up here to the Lions, then I'll fucking run you on some ones. There, you, on. go. there you go. <laughs> hey, no, I'm, I'm playing. But no, but, that's but yeah, terrible. so
2: I, I took a month off because, uh, me and the family we had not all gone to vermont for like an extended period of time in like 10 years so i was like look we're making good money let's go be a family in vermont take time and it was the my in-laws 50th wedding anniversary as well so i wanted to be there for all of that I know i I was giving
0: you shit but dude hey that's that's the reason why we work so hard i did that
2: and then i came back and i tell you i lost all my momentum Yep. It took too much time off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? uh, And it took a little bit to get it back up there, and I did get it back up there. Uh, but then, you know, winter hits, and, yep. you know, it's colder out. There's fewer people answering I, I doors.
0: This, I say this when it comes to momentum. It takes a day to slow down, okay, the next day to lose it, and then the third day to solidify the loss. Yeah. After 72 hours, you've lost all momentum. Yeah. If, like, if, like, that, that's, that's, that's Like, if I'm as hot as I can be right now, it takes a day to slow down, a day to lose it all, than a day to solidify the loss and so anybody's out there listening guess what you might be on day two you might be on don't, day don't 3 don't take a
2: month off when you're killing D- don't it don't, don't take th- a month off i no could have made what. like three hundred thousand last year instead of 230 but also, but, yeah.
0: I, I, but in in the, in the grand scheme you know i hate to play devil's advocate here's the deal you know what you're making a bunch of money you're crushing it you're killing it what else are we working for are we working for For just to have money in a bank account to look sexy, or are we working super hard so that we have freedom of options? Yeah. Because you made the decision, like, hey, you know I'm going to go take off for July and go to Vermont. How many people could right now leave for an entire month, go to Vermont, or go wherever the hell they're going to go? Not a lot of people. Go to Rhode Island and and fill up the entire state, you know, with four people. Clam chowder. Yeah,
2: eat clam chowder and stuff. Well, it's
0: funny you say well, that, though, because like that.
2: It's, it's interesting sometimes in the door-to-door space. You have people who take time off who are broke. Yeah. And are like, what are you doing? What are you doing well, taking time broke. off? Why are you leaving for two weeks to go to this place when you're broke? Hey, here's the deal. That's why they're broke. That's true. That is why they're that's broke. That's why they're broke. <laughs> yeah. Like someone's like, hey, man,
0: I'm not making any money. It's because you ain't working, you dog. You working. <laughs> like, dude, hey, two Money's plus... Money's behind that door right hey, there. Go knock it. Two plus two... No has always equaled four, all right? But you're not showing up to work, plus you suck at your job, equals zero dollars in your bank account. And that's zero. the reason why you're broke, yeah. okay? That's 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 what we call bad math with Ryan and Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. And as
2: you guys say, that's, that's just amateur stuff. No, oh, it's amateur. Like hour. professionals show up and go to work and they do the well, thing. that's why it's the 1% versus the
0: 99. 99% of the world is filled with, or I'd say probably, you know, yeah, I'd say 99% of the world 90 percent of the world is filled with amateurs, yeah. people who are just professional wingers hoping and chancing on their way through success. Well, I think
1: it's not even that. It's just like, there's, okay, for 10 years, you're in politics, you're making 40 grand a year. So when you make 200 or 230, well, dude, that's a 5X, even a little bit more on your income. So like, dude, a lot of people, if you tell them, hey, I get five times your income, like you're, cause you figured out how to live for 10 years on 40 grand. That's yeah. crazy. You figured that out for ten years, and it It probably wasn't horrible. Well, it sucked, but it wasn't like it. Like you still lived and you still did stress,
2: and cortisol levels were like through the roof. Oh yeah, but then
1: you five times it, and now it's like, oh dude, like that's a big life change. Yeah, but now you're at two, two. You know, you're at basically a quarter million a year, and you're like, dude, but there's more because you're just scratching. And now, but see, I think most people they their mindset is like, like when you were making forty grand, you're probably thinking, dude, if I could just make eighty dude yeah my life would be if, so if much make, different if
0: i can make an extra two grand a month please yeah please, like yeah. my like, life would change and now, my life
1: would be different but isn't it funny that when you do that it's not like okay i'm making oh, yeah. 80 grand now now i got an extra 40 grand a year up just in my savings account no if life figures out like you figure out how to spend that money yeah, oh, like yeah you made 200 grand you figured out how to spend it you, oh, mean, yeah. you got a new car you got a new house your wife Went and bought some stuff. You wouldn't bought some stuff.
0: Now Aaron's, you know, eating freaking filet mignon. Yeah.
1: four days He's a week. He's yeah. driving a new Jeep Rubicon. Driving <laughs> Rubicon. He's just bought, buying guns. Eat, yeah, eating, yeah, eating lobster. The and big problem is day.
2: is the gun addiction. Guns are expensive, Hell but yeah, they're yeah. so much fun. So much fun. So yeah, I gotta make more money to buy. That's what we're beans. doing after this podcast. We're yeah, gonna go clack yeah. some 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 so, rounds, some birthday off. rounds. Yeah some, birth- yeah, some office pops maybe.
0: <laughs> I, I, no, let's, let's let's keep it away from office pops. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Jacob. Here's yeah. an invoice for the ceiling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roofs ain't cheap either. Yeah, no. no not, I, well, yeah. hey, dude,
0: I, no, I yeah. got a guy. I got, a guy. Guy. Yeah. I got yeah. a guy for that roof. Yeah. <laughs> put a tarp over that shit. Yeah, <laughs> put, a, put a tarp over paint black. that's
1: that's what it's so in solar, and this is why I love. Like, cause a lot of people don't even know, like, like even an appointment setter, people think, oh, appointment setter, that job sucks. I want to be a closer. Look, if you're a good dude. appointment setter, dude, 150 grand, there's not a bad living. Yeah. There's not a lot of people make 150 grand a year. Yeah. I just put it that way. Dude, I mean, here's
0: the deal. There's people that go through a grueling 12 to 14 hour day showing up, getting their ass handed to them and they make 60, 70, $80,000 a yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Like if there's anybody in here, not in here, but. Over there watching it on the camera who's making under six figures the deal is is just either number one you're scared to make the leap you don't know what to do because you have unconscious incompetence which just means that you just don't know what you don't know or number three that you've done it you got your ass kicked and you're scared to go back still which in reality like did you make 150 grand your first year
2: Uh, yeah
0: okay I did fucking stud. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But it's because no, it's no, 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 no it's but, here, I no, did but here, the here's work. what I want to say: yeah. is if you're not, not making 150 grand, you can do it in one year. lickety you split. Like yep. everybody be like, oh well, you got lucky. Fuck, what are you talking about? How do you get? How do you get? Okay, number one, you don't get lucky but, like that.
2: Luck is skill and opportunity meeting. That's, That's it. That's right.
0: And so what I want to say for everybody who's watching this, you know, my birthday, uh, my birthday wish for everybody who's watching this is right now. Is that if you're not living the life that you want, maybe you're making forty, fifty, sixty, you know, eighty, a hundred and twenty grand a year, you're grinding your ass off when in reality there's a bunch of big opportunities that are out there just waiting for you to take Huge. a hold of them. But it might just be you who's scared to make the opportunity happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so start preparing for what can possibly be there, which is solar, real estate, door to door, car business, all of these sales fields out there. I mean, it's so easy to be great that it's not even funny because those industries are filled with losers, amateurs who give out more excuses than they know what to do with.
2: I want to correct one thing that you said. You said it's so easy to be great, and I'm going to disagree with that. It's simple to be great. It's very simple to be great, Mm -hmm. but it's very difficult because you have to do it daily. You have to be disciplined. You have to do the things people don't want to do. And I'm going to
0: disagree with you on that to follow up with that. Let me ask you a question. Is it easy to tie your shoes? Yeah. Okay. It's because, number one, you know how to do it, you've got a blueprint, you've done it once in the past, and you've done it before. If you have had a perfect day one time where you showed up, you went to the gym, you ate clean, you had good thoughts, you trained hard, you've already done it once, and then if you could do it for two days and three days and five days, then at that point, it shouldn't be hard. It should be easy because you've done it once in the past and you've proven to yourself that you can do it again.
1: Well, and tying your shoes was hard when you were a little exactly, baby. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. And then you guess know, what? what? the hell's going on? And then
0: you've done it once and then all you had to do was remain disciplined. But when you want something that bad, is it really hard, or is it like, hey, you know what? Like, I get that there's going to be difficulties here and there, but in the grand scheme of life, it was pretty easy to make the decision to go be successful. Like, if I said, hey, Ryan, there's two things you're going to do. Either you're going to freaking kick a wall with a toothpick under your nail, or mm. you know what, you're going to go oh, walk 20 miles. I want to do that. Which one right. are you going to do? You're going to walk 20 miles. It's the longer period, but kicking the tooth and under that's that's the instant pain, and that that's terrible. <sighs> oh. Yeah, look, he's he's.
2: Well, I, I I guess the thing is is like the job itself is simple, the words right. you're saying are simple, but it's a hard job to do if you're not training, if you're not focused on your expertise, and that's that's, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's what, up, what that's I mean. Here's what I want to
1: come in. So what? So we met you at Closer School with yes. Bradley. Andy was speaking. A couple other hitters. What made? Because let's just face it probably back to the 99%, 99% of salespeople do not, number one, they don't train. They don't seek help. They They don't don't invest in training. They don't spend any money at all learning how to sell, which is just mind boggling, especially when they don't have any money. Like what made you get into training? What made you go to that event? What made you start tuning into this stuff? So have you always been doing that?
2: um, I've always been a consumer of knowledge, uh, but paying for training and stuff like that, that's not something I used to do. Really, what it came down to, I went to door to door con, and that's i old Sam connected, yeah, connected with the elite mastermind there, and that was the first real big investment that I put into myself, having the the sales training and the elite calls uh, twice a month. Um, that was the first time. With that came a ticket to close the school live. Mm. So I came out to close the school live, and I told Andy this earlier today. I have not been like inspired by a person since i left politics mm. because i'm too jaded and guarded uh when it comes to that sort of stuff legit Andy inspired me mm. you guys inspired me uh, i believe it was ian came up and shook my hand and gave me a hug like random on the second day probably saw that i just was a, a guy there by myself and that that's another thing i've been going to all this stuff myself mm-hmm. you know no team with me nothing like that i'm i'm a loner when it comes to training and going out and doing these things um so to be the fact that ian took the time to talk to me the fact that andy took the time to shake my hand and look me in the eye um, the fact that he has the elite sales warrior creed i freaking love it i love the elite sales warrior creed i took that back from closer school and had my guys reciting it um had one guy who didn't want to do it i was like you, leave. Yeah. The you door. Can leave, you're not fired, but like, you don't have to stick around then yep. take off. I'm not gonna have you stand here and no, not no. say it. Yep. Um, but uh, it you, it, sh- it shook me and Andy's story shook me. And I knew that that was a guy I needed to plug into. Mm-hmm. Like my heart knew like God, you know, Holy Spirit speaking on my heart saying connect. Um, and so that's when Andy got up at the end and said, hey, we're doing this offer where you get Brad Lee, me, and Sam Taggart. I was like, dude, sign me up. Yep. Um, I, I was actually going to pay for another kid named Miles Chamberlain. I don't know if you met him or not, but uh, I was going to pay for him to do it too. Uh, but he wouldn't let me. He was like, if I don't pay for it myself, I won't take it as seriously. I was like, that's actually true. So good well, call. Give on me his that. number. I'll call but, him. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, he's making some good money now. And right. uh, he just started in Colorado. Miles last Chamberlain, month, you're like, going to be getting a call from Miles call Chamberlain, you know good, you're good, my bad, man. Bad. <laughs> you he helps me out with all my social media help me set up my social You've media been
0: endorsed by Aaron yep. gardner so now <laughs> yep. you're gonna get endorsed to come down to
2: that's right the lines then absolutely he would love this place he would um we'll he's a very we'll motivated kid he's only 16 years old no he's a serial entrepreneur um he's probably gonna have his first house by the end of the year and he's just a crush he, he crushes he's, dude, he's different dude that's that, he's man. built different yeah that's the stuff i'm talking about yeah and he he was the number one uh or number two uh guy on d2du for training hours wow before he ever even started knocking with glide um he started as a kid like doing mowing lawns painting uh addresses on curbs all that sort of stuff that's well, awesome. and that's the thing that's like time and ex- we always say this but time
1: and experience doesn't mean anything like that miles for example but even you like you weren't like you didn't do door-to-door your whole life no you didn't even do sales your whole life really No, I mean, no you really, really got into it in the last couple of years yeah and that's the beautiful thing is like a lot of guys think well man you know people have been doing sales for 30 years i can't go and compete with those guys hell yeah you can you get well and, and, and get a lot a- of
2: people who have been doing sales for 30 years still suck no, dude, we, so well, you you can compete
1: know, yeah we know guys who've been doing sales for 30 years and they make 50 grand a year yeah. it's like dude what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why Why would you? But that's what I love about sales and businesses. It doesn't oh, matter what your God. background is, how old the, you are, where work, you're at. You can thing. get into this business and make like a shitload of money. It's not about the money. Well, let's face it. We live in an expensive it's place. It's about the things you can do with options, that money. The freedom, you know? like going on yeah. vacation, having like, like, look, I love going to the store and buying my kids, whatever they want. I mean, because kids stuff, let's face it, kids stuff isn't really that expensive. Like kids yeah. shoes aren't really that expensive compared right. to my stuff. So it's like, we go to like, Target, and they spend, they buy a hundred bucks in toys, dude. They're freaking set. They're jacked up, yeah. you know. Or they can go to the school, or like, you know, like I have daughters. So they can get the dance. You know what I mean? It's or, like I know, wanted to right. be in that. Or you that get
0: the stuff. random phone call that there's a boat for five grand, and then you just yeah, we just whatever boats, just, fishing
2: tackle. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, it, I, I won't buy i I won't buy a boat. That's that's well, you got to know. You know the people. acronym.
1: Yeah, break out another thousand. But yeah. when you get a deal on a boat, look, I've never lost money on a boat yet. Shout man, out, big out yes. to Wes
2: Cagle. Get some
0: wood in here tonight. No, no, yes. I'm going to say this. Big shout out to Wes Cagle. We got we got a, a aluminum John boat. What is it, 18 feet?
1: Yeah, it's sick. Dude, it's great. This nice. thing right
0: there, dude, so fun. Going on Saguaro. Roosevelt, oh, yeah. Dude, we're crushing. Yeah. Crushing. <laughs> you gotta have a hobby. Yeah. 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 Gotta have a hobby as a man.
2: Uh, well, I'm... Sh- shooting is my house i'm shooting yeah. And, yeah. shooting and I, do, I do trainings uh pretty much every tuesday and wednesday night um at my at the range that i'm signed up with where we do tactical shooting and no kid. yeah we're at colorado colorado yeah colorado oh, we, springs.
0: Gotta, we, gotta, uh, we gotta come out there it's
2: right. called douglas county firearms shout out douglas yeah, big County big Firearms. Out.
0: that's what i'm talking about what, what part in colorado
2: colorado springs colorado springs yeah
0: dude that's what's up we because we got we a bunch of people in like Commerce city yeah. um the and oh, yeah, yeah, yep.
2: a lot of people that we Colorado Springs is like uh, for for solar, it's probably the toughest market in Colorado, probably getting uh, banged out every day. Well, what I, what I mean is, is it's harder to sell in Colorado Springs than most of the other places in the state because the price per kilowatt hour in Colorado Springs utilities is much lower than every other place in the state. So for most of the people that we're selling solar to, we don't even like save them money initially. It's, you know the long term. It's the long term. Yeah, you'll save like $30,000 over the 35 years, but over the first like year, you're probably paying 20, 30 more a month for solar panels. So not you, you go to a different area, different county. Well, we actually just pushed down into Pueblo um yeah. to be hitting down there, um, Got it. been kind of working 20 years. Anybody from for Pueblo
1: while. uh
0: Expect the door knock from Aaron. Yep. That's
2: knock, right. Knock. Hey, you'll see me. Also, soon. one thing
0: I wanted—we didn't get a chance to plug your Instagram. So then people. Uh, oh yeah,
2: uh, Aaron underscore Gardner underscore underscore. Nice. Double underscore. Double yeah, un, we're, double underscore we're, on the last. We're, I'm we're, pretty we're, sure that's
1: it. No, that's, I think I know for a fact that's it. Okay. You know, we're gonna have to clean that up. Uh, well, and too, I mean.
0: I know
2: someday I have to be the my, Aaron Gardner oh, official. It's,
0: no, it's gonna be the mayor of Sunville. Yeah. The mayor of Solarville. Solar mayor. Solar mayor. Yeah. The solar mayor, yeah, yeah.
2: the solar mayor,
0: <laughs> mayor of Solarville.
2: Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick, dude.
0: dude.
2: That could be your thing, That's man. Just That's give your you, brand. Just give you my logins, man. Run my life.
1: Hey, we will, we will,
2: <laughs> we will blow that thing up. So
1: right, so now, so you went from setter closer. Now you're on a team, right? Yeah, yeah. So now running a team, there's a lot of um, leaders on this that watch this that run teams, whatever. Being a leader, it's a little bit different. Absolutely. because you might be a great i know a lot of guys that are that kill it in sales i mean talking making a lot of money then what happens usually when you're a good salesperson they they move you up into a, a leadership role a manager or whatever what have you seen be, becoming a leader that's been challenging that's been frustrating that's been just been eating you up and then also what are some things that you really love about it um because i just know i mean we're we lead teams too it it's crazy it's a whole yeah. different ball game it's another skill what, what's that next level look like for you going into the leadership side of things?
2: So I'll, I'll start with the thing I love about it. Um, the thing I love about leading a team is when people who didn't believe they could level up, level up, mm, yeah. that's the coolest thing. Um, I took a buddy of mine from the roofing industry, begged him for like a year to come do solar. He finally came out and did solar uh, last year and he started in June. Uh, by July, I'd already made him a closer. I got him enough closes in his first month of work that he became a closer himself the second month of work and in six months he made seventy thousand dollars that's wow. awesome so and he had been a roofer in construction his whole life never done sales before in he's his probably life. making
1: 70 grand a year huh? Bust, he's probably yeah, making 70 grand that, a year busting that. his balls
2: yeah so being able to bring him over and build him up to a closer to where now he's actually closing for other people as mm-hmm. well on the team that is wonderful that's one of the things i love the most is let watching somebody who wasn't sure if they could level up level up yeah um i got another setter who just now is transitioning he took him a little longer he's been on board for probably a year now but he's now making the transition from setter to closer um and he's excited he's getting married you know all these things are happening in his life and it's just is great so taking care of the guys watching them excel, that's really my high points. Um, The low points in leadership, seeing somebody who you know, has great potential, choose not to like go out and do the job. Mm. That's, that's the like soul crushing part of this is when you see somebody who you know, could be great. And they just won't flip the switch and like commit. And instead, they they half-ass it. They get some money, and then it's feast or famine for them. And the next thing you know, they're on a hamster wheel where they're only making they're enough societal. to survive, mm-hmm. and they don't believe anymore that they could be rich. And it's like, uh, if you had just keep stuck believing. to it and keep believing, you will be rich. You will have more money than you know what to do As with. Later, have
0: you pulled anybody else out of Have you pulled anybody out of that line of thinking?
2: Um. I would say the, per, the the guy who I said is setting and transitioning and closing right now. Yeah. I pulled him out. Um, he was, he was under somebody else for a while and eventually it, it became kind of toxic and I took him into my team and in four months um, got him to the point to where he's ready to close That's what where I'm he had about. been, job, you know, with the other guy for, you know, eight months mm-hmm. and was still, you know doing a good job setting but not really well look leadership potential.
1: is the most important thing and say like if you have a sales team and they're not doing well or if they're not having like making money well it's it's leadership like because yeah. you, like you just said the guy was under a guy for eight months nothing really was going on with you for four boom guy opens up leadership's so important if you're not around good leaders and look everybody's a freaking leader even the new brand new appointment setter that guy's a leader yeah like that person is a leader and i think you know for some reason like in sales and i know this is really big in solar but like appointment setters kind of looked at as like little man on the totem pole right like little guy everyone wants to be the closer it's like dude if you can if you're a great appointment setter you're the lifeline of the company and really you can get paid more than a closer yeah like appointment setting's awesome but we, we kind of like brainwash people to think like oh no you want to be a closer that's where the money's at dude the money's in whatever you want it to be so you i, I, I mean? don't even
2: like the 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 difference being stated about setter versus closer, because in all reality, and I tell I tell our setters this: in all reality, every single one of the setters is a closer as well. Yep, you're Hell closing yeah. them on the door to get inside their house. You're closing them inside the house to set the appointment. You're building the value of the next visit so that when I come back or another closer comes back, our job is super simple. I and I I know I kind of know the answer, but why
1: do you think having like a just a one like a like for example in the car business, you know guy comes onto the lot, salesman comes out, meets and greets, fact finds and qualifies, gets him on the vehicle, closes the deal, done. Do you think in solar it'd be helpful if like one person like knocked the door and closed the deal all in one or is that not like why is there why is why is there two different people involved?
2: So, uh, it used to be that the the self-gen model, that that's what you're talking about, that used to be pretty much standard everywhere. You were the setter, you were the closer, you did all the work, right? Um what they found is that a setter closer model ended up being better for scaling really uh, a That's business crazy. because you can get a bunch of people to be setters and you know they're going to rotate through sometimes yeah some people just aren't going to last right but if you if you have setters all the time that are just out there willing to do the pitch masses just yeah hit the masses knock every door get get them out there and then you take your high-end closers and you get them out to the appointments they need to be to like if it's an engineer i'm i'm probably the guy going to the close because mm-hmm. i i know how to talk to an engineer i got flat eyebrows on facts and figures you know all that sort of stuff oh the, the Uh the eyebrow that, not that? The eyebrow. Yeah, oh not I, I the eyebrows no yeah. i like it too that, i love that, that, it. That I keep was it on like, my I was phone like,
1: i'm like looking at i'm like is it more?
2: i keep it i keep the cheat sheet on my phone really that's yeah. awesome uh curved eyebrows angled eyebrows straight eyebrows what and i use it my in eyebrows a,
0: Besides um, the facts that I'm handsome.
2: I'd say you have straight eyebrows. You're more of a facts and figures type of logic eye. You I think you're 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 in between straight eyebrows and a little bit of curve. So it's like my- you care you care a lot about the people around you and making sure they're taken care of before you're willing to move on with whatever it is that you're gonna do. Uh but you're also very facts and figures and logical about your processes. What do you think, Jacob?
1: Is that, is that me or? I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. That's right. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. right, I'm, li- I'm right at least twice a day. That's all that matters.
0: No, but uh, I mean, one, one thing I was gonna say is like, uh, when we were at close school live, like I, I like, for me, like I've never experienced anything like that with like when he was talking about like eyebrows and eyes and like, yeah. you know, like the the no, everything. And I was like- The ears. Yeah, and I was right. like, dude, I don't even know what's going on right now. Like I'm absolutely fucking full. Over my head.
2: That was awesome. I, uh, love, no, I, I thought, thought, I thought, I thought oh, it was interesting for sure. I, I
0: thought it was, it was very entertaining. it was interesting I, 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 after that moment, I don't think I've ever like studied anybody's eyebrows in that moment, but it was very interesting. Well I think door
1: to door actually makes no, a lot
2: no, of sense because no. you when they come out when they come out of the door uh, after I knocked, I'm looking at their eyebrows finding out how I need to do my pitch, right because has that ever led you wrong? So far no. Wow. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. And so one thing I want to say is, uh, w- what was the gentleman's name? Because it's been like, dude, it's been like two years.
2: Oh, almost. gosh. Yeah, pull it I up. I got his website. Yeah, pull that up while I,
0: I, I, go, I go tell everybody. I hear the on the, web, the
2: website is subtleskills.com?
0: Subtleskills.com. If you want Aiden, to learn about people's Aiden, eyebrows. Aiden, put that up there. If you want to learn about people's eyebrows, that's a little Aaron Gardner, little tricky-ticky, you know what I'm saying? A little trick, a little little, little a little, a little, little advice a little, little back pocket yeah. wizardry
2: yeah subtle skills.com is where you can find his stuff and uh yeah i just keep this on my phone all the time
1: yeah it's a cheat sheet for the eyebrows yeah yeah i mean look there's always there's little angles that you gotta you know every little thing you can get to get better because like when i started in sales i i sucked i, I had to have energy yeah. and be funny I still suck. Yeah,
0: Ryan still sucks. But I'm funny. But the deal is, like hey, nice it goes smiles. a long way. <laughs> you know I mean? If you don't have skill, you need to be entertaining. That's right. Yeah, And absolutely. Ryan's very entertaining. Yeah.
2: I'm not as entertaining as a lot of sales guys, well, but I, I try to make sure that I have the skill. And uh, I try to also, one thing that was nice about doing politics for as long as I did, I was a writer. Mm. And so being able to tell a story to get... Uh, someone to move a certain way Um, activist writing is is what I did for the most part so painting a picture telling a story that's something I feel is one of my strengths so I use stories a lot myself what do do I got to do to get you to knock on a door like as a
0: prank okay just like just to have some fun set up like a presidential podium in front of, the, like, the door, have you knock on it, then go stand behind the podium, and then as they open the door, be like, my fellow Americans. And then, like, just, like, do, like, a, a State of the Union address, like, right in front of this person, yeah. but just have it make it about
1: solar. Make epic. it about and then, and, then, and then make your solar My fellow pitch.
2: Americans, I'm here at your house today because there's a mandate See, in the state of Colorado that 30% of the energy coming into neighborhoods come from a renewable source. We're all about the renewable resources here in our country, and today we're bringing that to your doorstep.
1: Good. That would be... And then we can be like see, like secret like secret service security Dude. like standing behind now
0: you. I, now i'm i'm ju- i'm just going to say this so everybody can you know pretty much feel what that i'm would feeling be epic number one i'm a marketing genius that would be number slick. two i just made you a million dollar idea the the mayor of solarville i
2: Imagine might have this. to legit do this on the, the doors. president
0: of the panels Ooh, oh. president panel <sighs>
2: see bro you, you got me with the alliteration i'm with you there yeah i know i guess do you know do you know, this this do you know, separate, you know listen separate. listen
0: do you know why they call me the verbal villain no because i'm a fucking disgusting human being when it comes to my ideas and bringing them out for the world for them to rest in little little eggs in your ears okay I like that now are you gonna do anything with it or are you just gonna bullshit me
2: i think i'm gonna do something with this president i pa- think i president
0: take- panels bro and the mayor of solarville Yes. like guys i'm dropping million dollar dimes <laughs> yeah here. like i am dropping dimes
2: yeah it's my birthday but i'm giving you all the gifts stay tuned to the instagram yeah. uh, i'll get back in colorado tomorrow and yeah. we'll see what happens yeah
0: next i'm gonna get tagged in the story by president panels bro yeah you know i'm, I'm done with this episode <laughs> i mean we like
2: just end it there man yeah, We burnt it and, down hey you know what guys hey
0: aaron you got anything I want I want you to be able to give one because we always do this at the end of the yep, episode. Yep. One gold nugget for all of the viewers, besides all the gold nuggets I just dropped on your business plan. One
2: golden nugget for all the viewers. And also
0: you've got two weeks probably to take action on all those gold nuggets. Otherwise,
2: somebody else is gonna take that shit. So Okay. One golden nugget. Train. No matter what it is you want to do in life, train. If you wanna be a salesman, train. If you want to go shoot guns, train. If you want to be the best singer, train. Everything you want in life comes from training first. Train, train, train. Never stop training. Mm. The more you train, the more you gain. That's it. Period. That's what I'm talking about. Well, hey, Aaron. Appreciate you,
1: dude. Aaron, my brother from another mother. Hell yeah, Ryan. Number
0: one, man, thanks for coming on to
1: the podcast.
0: Appreciate you guys having me on. You're an absolute killer, man. Like, I just can't wait to keep watching your story, watching you grow, Mm -hmm. watching you get better. And uh, I know everybody in here is going to appreciate not just what you've done for, you know, our country with, you know, service, which I didn't get a chance to say thank you for your service. But yes, thank you. In reality, you gotcha. I know that you hear it a ton. And so sometimes, you know, saying that doesn't really have the same resonation that it should. But I really hope that you, you truly feel that by not just myself, Ryan, and all the viewers and everybody here at the office. We truly appreciate you, man. Like, dude, who you've become is somebody super special. The story that you're building is going to be... I hope pass through your family. Like, not just talked about by your kids, but you know, the grandkids of like, yes. hey, dad, hey, dad did this, grandpa did this, great grandpa, he did this, and this is the reason why we have the things that we have. You're building something like that right now. So keep being on this path and and never lose, never lose sight of where you're headed, man. And so it's it's something really special. Like I, I, I love seeing that out of you. And Thanks. I know that everybody there can truly be appreciative of what you've done and where you're heading. And so, dude. Just keep being a badass. For sure. Y'all
2: get down to the lion's den. Quit screwing around. Get down here. Do the training. Connect in. Level up your life. Let's go, baby. Hell yeah.
0: Hey, guys. We're wrapping up this episode. Shoot me a quick follow on the Instagram. It's the best place to find me. It's at the real young closer. At official Ryan Rasmussen. At Aaron underscore Gardner underscore underscore. Which is soon going to be at President Panels or (laughs) something like that. Well, uh, uh, if it it changes... Then you guys just DM me, and then I'll I'll shoot over his profile over to you guys. But hey, I love you guys to death. Keep crushing it. Keep killing it. Make sure you guys shoot us a quick follow. Stay plugged in. Join the community. Mm -hmm. Like that's how Aaron is here right now on the podcast is because you know he plugged into the community. You know, stayed close, and then he's done great things over the past couple of you know, you know, past year, year and a half, and it just continues to grow, continues to grow, continues to grow. We're like, hey, that's a guy who's on his journey, on his mission. That we need to have him mid-mission tell it to everybody who just wants to start or have started and failed, or that they're thinking that they're towards the end of their journey, when in reality the finish line just needs to get moved a couple of you know a couple of miles ahead because we've got so much more to grow. And so, dude, you're amazing. I appreciate you. Everybody watching, you better go follow the guy. Keep close touch with him. Follow Ryan. Follow myself. Subscribe to the channel. Don't 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 skimp Andy out on a subscriber. I'm looking at you. Yeah, you, you. Click that subscribe. damn button. Hit the like button. Share it to your friends. That's the fee. That's the tax, okay? Share Free. it to your friends. If you're on Apple or Spotify and I'm in your car, or I'm in your ears right now and you can't see me, I'm pointing at you. Click that damn button. Share it to some friends. I love you guys. Peace
1: out. Later. Ah.
0: I like getting money, I got time to get it Talking on
2: me, so my cars are tenny Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Boppin' in the dash and the stick is witty. And I hit the 4-5